Oh, did you did you know, starting that this is a direct sequel to the last one we did? I knew that it came next in the series. I did okay. not know. I did not realize it would be so inextricably linked to previous continuity. Like, well, we should talk about this later. But like, it's something that I don't understand. With related to Bear Stayed Bear books, what which is like, there's normally not a lot of continuity. Yeah, there's a loose continuity running through the books. Like if you're like me and you've read every single one of them, but it gets kind of screwy because. I think they write they like historically. I think they would like write certain books, but they wouldn't get published till later. So things kind of went all around, all over the place. But uh, I, th- I wonder. I'm wondering if these chapter books are going to follow like a a strict continuity. Because like it'd be interesting if it was like a long straight line. It seems like it's more brother based right now. But like it really is brother based. Um, I know that I know that there's some sister centric plots in the in the chapter books, but. I have a feeling that they were really lean, at least in these early ones, trying to lean on the whole, like, preteen boy audience. And I could see that, though. I can see that. Because it was, it was definitely speaking to my perspective as a former teen boy. <laughs> and a former preteen boy. And a former preteen boy. Yeah, it like, Sister seems to be, like, super on top of everything. Like, are they trying to say that, like, men are just ineffectual? Because, like, Baba and Sister are, like, always <laughs> on it. <laughs> I, think that, I think that they've, I think that they did a good job at, uh, uh, they've done a good job at establishing that Sister is the more level-headed and uh, also, like, the more, like, forceful of the two cubs. Like, Brother will step up when he needs to, but he's really going to hang back. And I think that Sister has been established as... As just being able to put the pieces together a lot better and not being as socially awkward as brother is. Yeah, which, I mean, I kind of enjoy because, like, you do have those people who are more together. Yeah. Just, like, they seem just more together either because they're more neurotypical or they just have less hang-ups about things due to life experiences. Um, Let's just say I'm more of a brother than a sister. And I, I think that it's, oh, yeah, me, I'd say I am too, uh, except for the sports and the having a lot of friends. But uh, I would say that Sister is a nice portrayal of, like, the fact that, like, you can you can be a girl who likes traditional girly things like ballet and dolls and stuff, but also be, like, super smart and also, like, be interested in things like sports and also be able to, like, stand your ground and i don't know it's she's a well-rounded character it's kind of interesting seeing how brother is having to go through more personal character growth because you could say he's very papa bear like in certain aspects where he's very quick to anger sometimes Mm -hmm. and will bulldoze through situations but like it's like he actually has ability to be more than that yeah yeah (laughs) he can rise above which which is really interesting. Just like, like through listening and reading Bearstain Bear books, I've, uh, like surprise surprise, Stan and Jan had a really good grasp on these characters. Right. <laughs> well, I think it would be interesting to do like a Bearstain Bears like legit young adult teen series, like aimed at like twelve and thirteen year olds, like some real chapter books. Like, let's see what happens to brother and sister when they're in high school. Like, not in an ironic or funny way, but like, let's like, 
let's continue building these characters. Let's see brothers struggle to not be Papa. Yeah, because, like, ever since he was a very young child, like, before Sister was around, like, probably, like, six, seven, eight, or something like that, he was having to get Papa Bear out of everything. Oh, yeah. And, like, he's been always been a very resourceful and forward-thinking person, except when he needs to be a petulant little child right. for a lesson yeah. that they're trying to teach. But, like, he's always been a very forward-thinking, kind, and tries his best. Like, he's always has been, pretty much. Yeah, I think that the Berenstains have always been good at portraying brother and sister as as good kids, but not, like, milk-toasty kids, not, like not like angels they're just they're good people yeah. like you know these kids like they're not gonna go out of their way to hurt someone but they you know they, they can be jerks when they when they need to be yeah and like and when they are jerks i kind of understand where they're coming from because even the most mature child is still a child right like right well one thing that little kids are able to emulate is of course the behaviors and the attitudes of older of older siblings older friends and uh, other adults Another thing that they're really good at emulating is the hottest new dance moves. Apparently. And I would love to talk about some of those hottest new dance moves. Oh, wait. They say it several times, but I need to get them. Well, while you're looking for that, I'll go ahead and do the intro to this podcast. Welcome back to Deep in Bear Country, a Berenstain Bearcast. I'm your host, Phil Gonzalez, and we are back with the next of the big chapter books. The Berenstain Bears, Stan and Jan Berenstain, are throwing out of some complex character development in 1993's bizarre follow-up to uh, the Berenstain Bears' new girl in town. We have the Berenstain Bears' gotta dance. Not the Berenstain Bears' apostrophe gotta dance. No, the Berenstain Bears simply have got to dance. And to join me in this weird follow-up to the previous book, I have brought back our friend from two episodes ago, Mr. Jesse Cooper. Hello, Jesse. Hello. Thank you for having me on again. This is this is continuing the brother bear Bonnie Bear saga. It's uh, it's it, it deals explicitly with brother bear again. Like this is just more development as far as this young adolescent bear goes. And I gotta say, this is a little bit more subtle in its storytelling. How do you mean? They don't. I mean, there's no there's no civil war references. In yeah, this well, like, it's, it's just a little bit more. It, it feels a little bit more true to at least my life anyway. And I guess to a lot mm. of people's lives where it's very small actions leading up to an important decision, basically. Yeah, and, and when we say continuity, make no mistake, there is no reference to the fact that just recently the entire town was fighting one another. No, but there's definitely character uh, character continuity, which yes. is honestly, I think, is more important anyway. Right, yeah, it would be weird if like there was still like weird bad blood between like Farmer Ben and some of the other characters yes because this book is almost entirely focused on the kids there's hardly any adult involvement in this one yeah and the interest like i think there's only one adult character that plays a major role in it yeah and she's a new character yeah she's a new character she has the best name it was uh <laughs> barishnikov barishnikov <laughs> now of course it's barishnikov because she is a ballet dancer 
um, and they had to go for the the big one. But I I, I appreciate that Barishnikov's name was 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 appropriately ursigned to be adapted into a Berenstain Bears name. Uh, but uh, we'll get to her because this is I mean the, the name of the book's got to dance, and they ain't kidding. No, like this book does not have a random subplot in the middle of it that derails the entire uh, plot, uh, like the other one. It does, like the last book, though, have a very awkward chapter about Papa Bear and his, like, weird, like, hang-ups and predilections. In this book, he physically forces Brother Bear to dance with him. Yeah, and it mentions, it mentions him, like, so forcefully dancing with him that Bear is almost suffocated by his fat or whatever. Yeah, it, you you get you get a really uncomfortably detailed description of what it's like to have your face pressed into Papa's into Papa's yielding stomach. And also, on top of that, the drawings like I always knew that Papa Bear was bigger than Brother Bear, but yeah. like they make a really big deal on showing how <laughs> small Brother Bear is to compare compared to Papa Bear. Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a shot of Papa Bear blissfully unaware of Brother's discomfort. As he's forcing him around the dance floor. And that's... Sh- and like, Mama Bear looking very angry at the fact that Papa Bear is forcing him around the dance floor. Like, more and more, I am on Mama Bear's side almost every time <laughs> she is upset. We had two books into this series, and, like, Papa Bear has shown himself to be terribly unhinged at, at the slightest, like, conflict in Bear Country, whether it's... Whether it's uh, age-old feuds or Brother Bear simply not wanting to learn how to dance. And also, on top of that, well, on top of that, they, like, everyone's making a big deal about Brother not wanting to dance. Like, a lot yeah. of people. And, yeah. it like, Baba Bear's the only one who's like, hey, if he doesn't want to dance, don't make him dance. Like, it's not that important. Right. Which, again, Baba Bear, you're doing good. You're the good parent. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about like what the what the premise of this book even is. There's a big dance that's happening. It's mm. like is it called like a spring fling or something like that? Right, right. So there's this weird thing they said in the last book that Too Tall and Queenie McBear were like sort of an on again, off again couple. They stick to their guns in this book because Queenie is now off again with Too Tall and the yeah, like the rumor is going around Bear Country School that uh, that Bonnie has her eyes on on Too Tall himself, but only because he's a good dancer. Yes, uh, apparently there's also like a contest or something. Yeah, it's a weird it's a weird thing. This isn't just like the school dance. There's going to be like uh, judges there deciding like who's the best dancers. And so and like I'm I, I'm just gonna preface this before we talk about it. But that uh, but the premise of this book has a nice twist to it that we won't find out until a couple chapters before the end. But but not a twist as far as the the actual dance move called the twist goes. No no more of a like an M Light Shyamalan style twist. <laughs> yeah. It's not that dark, but uh, <laughs> you don't find out that like brothers have been dead the whole time. Well, it's actually the the village is actually just in the modern world. That's what they found out. Like bear <laughs> country, bear country, yeah, bear country's actually in the woods in America somewhere. Montana. Right. It's just outside Milwaukee. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Brother Bear is like trying to get to a dance class. He accidentally walks across through a fence and there's just a guy standing there. Well, there's also this is just a throwaway reference. But it's either also it, they they're talking about like swimming moves at one point 
And they say, I, I, this is me being bad at processing words sometimes. Is it either the Austrian crawl or the Australian crawl? I think it's the Australian yeah, crawl. Yeah, which means... Oh, so there's <laughs> definitely Australia in Bear World. <laughs> which is just another thing, because I know they mentioned uh, William Shakespeare. Right, right. So we knew that there was jolly old England. Yeah, so like, is this, is this the whole world just like a bear world? I guess at this point, maybe it is. At least Russia. I mean, Russia makes sense. They're all about bears there. Yeah. Like, they're clearly, but, uh, like, American bears. Like, they, they are clearly American bears, just with their... Right, these are br- brown bears. Yeah. Which, but is there, like, polar bear cousins? I know there's pandas. We ne- There's pandas. We never hear about any polar bears. Um, what would, what would, like, what would be the marsupial equivalent in Australia? I don't know. Like That's wombats? the thing. Would there, would there be, like, a, a wombat family? Or something. Yeah. Like this just opens it up even more. I was okay with it being like a like a weird like disc world type thing. Where right, it was right. just like a bunch of sentient bears. But is this yeah, but is it like another planet or is this just more a parallel universe? I don't know. Like <laughs> I, which we're we're looking too much into this, but I Never. You cannot look too much into this. We now know that there is bare Australia. This changes everything. What What if Australia is just filled with normal people, and in this world, America is just covered in, like, sentient bears? Like, they took over. Like, like how here, Australia evolved its own set of animals because it was so isolated, but in bear world, it evolved humans? Yeah. Like, what if Australia is all humans? We'll never know unless... <laughs> right. They have, except they have pouches. Well, you're going to be talking to uh, Mike Berenstain. I should ask you know, him. You, like, I mean, I don't want to put questions into your mouth or anything, but like, could you <laughs> could you just like slide in a sneaky question about what is the composition of Bear World? I will ask. I definitely will ask him what is how is Bear World set up. Back to the dance because I think we're only one page in. Yes, <laughs> Brother Bear. Will not he refuses to go to the, so we have this like, conflict because Brother Bear wants to wants to he's starting to get like real feelings for Bonnie Brown and she's a good dancer and so he's seeing like he doesn't want to go to the dance because he hates dancing because he's bad at it but but if Bonnie goes a too tall he's gonna get super jealous it's really like the the, the emotions he's going through are pretty complex well, uh, the exact passage that like kind of got me and it's literally three pages in. But yeah. like I, but I understood where Bear was. Uh, well, Brother Bear was coming from. I guess I could understand where all the bears are coming from because all of them are bears. But uh, <laughs> Brother didn't answer. He just stared straight ahead, looking very hurt. Brother was surprised by his feelings. It wasn't as if he and Bonnie were boyfriend and girlfriend, but they just played Romeo and Juliet in the spring play and had become very good friends. Yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty. Uh... A pretty good summation of how it feels to be an adolescent. Yeah, like they hinted in that book that they had feelings for each other, but then brother like backed off at the end. He was like, "I'm not really ready for this." But like, it'd be interesting like, if like in the upcoming books and everything, we find out that maybe they are going to be like for real dating. Well, we will find out because I know that there are a plenty of books. In the series about the very that very subject of dating. Yeah, and I wouldn't be surprised if it involves brother and Bonnie. And brother and Bonnie ba- Brown. Yes. I keep wanting to call her Bonnie Bear, but that's a little too on the nose. Yeah. Um, but we also find out that brother is not into Babs Bruno. <laughs> that's like 
he he basically has like all of the like girl cubs his age like just wanting him like super bad yeah and he ha- has eyes for only one girl when it says it says a. Uh... Not being able to dance was a good excuse whenever some girl brother didn't like very much. Babs Bruno, for example. And I'm like, what? what? We, 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 why doesn't he like Babs Bruno? Like, A, she looks exactly like everybody else. B, she doesn't, she's never done any. Like, we, we rarely ever get to hear her say, like, a single word. Like, I don't understand where the animosity towards Babs Bruno comes well, in. Well, maybe, as we discussed last episode I was on, maybe she has a certain smell to her. Oh, that's true. Like that's true. Her pheromones are yeah, off. Her pheromones are off, or something, and uh, he can't yeah. he can't get over that. <laughs> well, did you find the page that has the list of the bear dance moves? Because these are oh, very important. Oh, like it's it's like really page page, page six, six, right across from the picture of Too Tall and Bonnie dancing in Brother's Mind's Eye. Okay, so Too Tall knew <laughs> all the latest steps. He knew the grunge, the bear hug, the slew foot, and the stoop. He even made up his own, the swivel and the snake. <laughs> so the the grunge, the bear hug, the slew foot and the stoop, and then he created the swivel and the snake. These sound like dance moves made up by middle-aged authors trying to write for preteens. I have a feeling with just those names, we could probably make up what they actually are. What is the grunge? Uh, the grunge... Probably, uh, I don't know. Bearing in mind that this is smack dab in uh, the middle of the grunge craze. Like, I have a feeling, like, you probably have to put on flannel and have, like, greasy hair. Yeah. And you probably kind of shuffle in place while listening to something that's, like, kind of heavy but also sad. Yes. So what's the bear hug? The bear hug, It's. I think it's just straight up hugging and <laughs> rocking back and forth with your partner. <laughs> the slew foot. The slew foot probably involves, like... I'm about to bring up a really old, like, f- hip-hop fad dance, but, like, the stanky leg almost, uh-huh. but, like, <laughs> but, like, with uh, with your foot on the side. Like, you probably swing your foot behind you. Right. And What's the, stoop, the stoop, you just stoop. You just stoop. You just stoop. You just whatever. You're stooping. <laughs> You're just stooping. And then, yeah. and then, assuming that Too Tall, so we know that Too Tall made up the swivel and the snake, how are they Too Tall-centric? Like, they have to benefit him somehow or his physique. The snake is probably him, like, doing the snake, but he's, like, so tall it looks like he's a snake. I was going to say, like, the snake's an actual dance move. Yeah, you could have called it, like, the python or something. Right, right. <laughs> That's where he wraps himself around his partner and constricts them. <laughs> <laughs> it's not unlike the bear hug. <laughs> yes. The, bear, is, the snake is just the bear hug, only much, much more tight. Exactly. So we got this picture of uh, of Too Tall and Bonnie dancing with poor forlorn brother Bear, like imagining them dancing together. It's this. Uh, it's it's, this... it's very expressive picture of yeah. brother also because like it's very. I don't want to say simplistic art, but like it's there's not a lot of like normal normally not a lot of like attention to like eyes and stuff like that. Yeah. On it, and you can clearly tell that he's like not in distress, but like sad. Yeah. Yeah. Like. Yeah, he's got big feelings, and he doesn't know what to do with them, and now he sees, like, any hope falling apart because of his yeah. own, like, stubbornness. Yeah. Yeah, and, and so in the next chapter, Sister Bear's had enough of his moping, and she lets lets loose to Papa that Brother Bear doesn't want to learn how to dance. 
And this is the chapter where Papa demands Brother Bear learn the old-fashioned box step. So I'm going to read this passage because it's amazing. It's the one we were referring to. It says, uh, Like this, said Papa. He grabbed Brother. Papa held him so close that he was almost smothered in Papa's big belly. Then he began to box step him around the room. And then, it, uh, skipping down, and then he says, He was pushing Brother around the living room the way a bulldozer might push a load of gravel around an unfinished parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's like two incredibly vivid descriptive passages right there. Like I don't want to say Papa Bear is a bad father. I feel no. like he like he cares and he loves his par- he loves his kids a lot. I feel like he is an effective father though. Yeah. Like I feel like he probably accidentally hurts his kids a lot. <laughs> um he probably like pushes them out of opportunities because he thinks he's better. Yes at everything and they probably they probably like will resent him in a probably three or four years like like real resentment not like not like teenage resentment like you keep on messing my life up papa (laughs) right well let's get into the uh let's get into the meat of this book because this is all just prelude to to the actual plot which is Invo- which involves brother having to take sister bear to her ballet classes and how that all fits in with Madame Bear Rishnikov, fitness, too tall in his gang, and brother's weird gotta dance nightmares. Yes, it's <laughs> like that nightmare is actually very, very scary. It's it's incredibly detailed. Yeah, like it's it's basically like an entire chapter, right? Yeah, I'm yeah. Thinking? Yeah, yeah. It, we we find out that brother's got to take sister to a uh, to ballet class. He gets excited when he finds out that Bonnie's like going to be there. So uh so brother's had this nightmare that he's at a dance and everyone starts taunting him demanding that he's got to dance, got to dance, got to dance, got to dance. His feet get stuck to the floor. Like he actually lifts his feet up and the floor comes off with them. Like it rips up. And then Bonnie starts dancing with Too Tall. Brother's trying to get to her, but he's clomping around with the floor stuck to his feet. Everyone's just laughing louder and louder and louder and louder at him, and that's when he wakes up. Like, it's a, a horrific... And Brother, in the book series, has a history of vivid nightmares. Like, this isn't a new thing. We know that Brother has terrible nightmares about things that bother him. One thing that I would like to point out is whenever he was, like, glomping around with the wood attached to his feet... Yeah. They say he walked along like some type, some kind of Frankenstein monster. Yes, and I appreciate that. <laughs> their you know? attention to detail. <laughs> yes, you got to get that in kids' heads early, so right. they don't get it this wrong for the rest of their life. Some kind of Frankenstein monster. Um, and the picture of him on the next page, it looks like a Frankenstein monster. He's got like the sad expression, like the sad but hopeful expression as he's attempting to get to his would-be girlfriend. Is it a rule that Too Tall always has to look really mean? Yeah, he always looks aggressive. Yeah, like, even, like, he's supposed to be dancing, like, or, like, at least talking to Bonnie Brown in that one. And it looks like he's about to, like, attack her or something. Right, because he's got, he's got angry eyes. Yeah, and, like, he, he he's, like, kind of standing in, like, a, I'm, I'm about to... Lunge like, at her. Yeah. Go for the neck. <laughs> Can we talk for, for a second about the weird exchange where brother finds out that his sister is going to the dance with cousin Fred? Yeah, that is, like, odd. <laughs> because... <laughs> okay, it's um uh who it's okay, who are you going with? He asked. Freddie, said sister. Freddie, said brother. 
but Freddy's our cousin. I know. It's like, I'm just going to kiss on him a little. We're not yeah. going to have kids or nothing. Yeah, like, it's, it's like, well, knowing knowing that it's basically two clans that intermarried, that's <laughs> right. probably going to come up at some point. <laughs> I just think it's hilarious that, like, sister's taking cousin Freddy, like, there's got, I, I don't know, there's got, like, there's boys in her class. Like, there, there has to be, like, a boy her age that, you know, she's kind of sweet on. I guess, or... I don't know. It just it does it it does seem like to me the plot of the book could be about the fact that sisters resorting to taking cousin Freddy to the dance. Like this to me that seems like social like a social nightmare. Like if I if you if you take your cousin to the school dance, like people are gonna people are gonna make fun of you more than if you simply can't dance. Probably. <laughs> it's like oh. I don't know. It just seems like it's 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 tossed in there. It never comes up again. Like you don't like. There's nothing about sister dancing with cousin Fred later. They don't. I don't know if they mention that sister even goes with cousin Fred. They just throw it in there, like just as, so you know. Like she could have. They could have written. He could have said, "Who are you taking to the dance?" And she could have said, "Like oh, like Billy Billy Brownclaw." And he would have been like, oh, "All right." Like that's that's all that matters. But now they have this whole exchange about the fact that she's taking her cousin to the day. I just think it's very very strange. I don't know if it reflects worse on sister or on cousin Freddy. Well, I feel like cousin Freddy probably just just due to the his well actualing everyone whenever he can probably <laughs> yeah. is it well liked. Yeah. Like the person that probably likes him the most is probably actual factual. Right. And that's probably it. Because I know I don't like Cousin Fred anymore, so. <laughs> and we, I don't even know where I stand on actual factual these days. He hasn't been around much. Mm. Well, maybe he'll come back in a big way. He comes back in a big way in the religious books, which I'm really curious about. Ooh. Yeah. So Ooh. those 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 come up. So we'll see we'll see where that we'll see where that uncomfortable marriage occurs later on. But meanwhile, we're getting into some mall mischief, and let's talk about Too Tall Grizzly and his gang and their job i guess of hanging out at the mall making fun of ballet dancers yeah well i would also uh, before we do that i would like to say what the his uh friends or gang's name is so like the members of yeah the members so it's too tall Mm -hmm. which is already a pretty weird name i guess it's fairly descriptive fairly descriptive i guess it's about on the same level as brother or sister bear yeah because his father is two ton so yeah uh smirk Scuzz. Does he have another one, or is it just them three? Smirk, Scuzz, and uh, there is a third one, and I can't think of his name off the top of my head. I can't either, um, Yeah, they... because Smirk and Scuzz is very memorable names. So they're at, they're at the mall. So the reason, one of the reasons Brother has to take Sister there is because Tutal and his gang are always there harassing people, which seems to be something that like maybe mall security should take care of. Yeah. Because they never leave. And they have one taunt. Like, they do one thing, which is they pretend to dance, and they say, Look, Ma, we're dancing. That's it. That's their one thing. It's not even good. No, it's not. I don't even know. Like, I assume it's a reference to something, but, like, probably something from the 1940s, because I, I, I have... They pretend to be ballet dancers, and they yell, Look, Ma, we're dancing. And they literally do it all day. Which... Like, okay, I think we mentioned in our chat before, like, I think they just need an improv class or two. Yes. So they just, like, at least be able to, like, play off the situation a little bit better. 
Yeah. Because, Oop. like, this is not an effective way to make fun of people who are going to dance. No. <laughs> just to pretend to dance? Well, it's just like, wow, you, yeah, Ball, we are dancing. Yes. <laughs> like, they're making fun of the very fact that the, that the people are going into a dance studio in order to dance. Like, that's it. Like, they're like, haha, you're dancing. And we're like, yes, we... That's why we paid money to come here. Do, do they stand outside of football games and be like, "Look, Ma, we're playing football." I bet they do. Like, I th- because if if the history with Too Tall and his gang is any indication, they are the wor- like because there's a whole book called The Berenstain Bears: Too Much Teasing, which I haven't gotten to yet, where the, that's Too Tall and his gang are making fun of the Cubs, and their taunts are the worst. Like, they're ridiculous. They're almost embarrassing to read. Like, they're so bad. Like, I just think they're a, they are bad bullies. I don't want them to be better bullies, don't get me wrong, but I feel like if you're going to do something, do it well. Like, if you're going to be a bully, like, hurt some feelings. Don't just smell <laughs> right. at people what they're doing. <laughs> right. I'm aware way. of what you're doing. <laughs> well, he, he there is a great scene here, though, where Tutal hits on, hits on Bonnie. He links his arm with hers, and she looks at him and says, Tutal, why are you so good to me? As if she really didn't mean it. And then he says, because you're nuts about me, you just don't know about it yet. And she says, what about Queenie? I thought you and she were an item. And he says, a discontinued item, which I think is a great line. Yeah, it is. A, it's a good line. But like compared to, with the the picture down below, which it's kind of showing the scene we were just describing, but he looks very sinister, like he's about to like grab her like arm and run off with her. Right. Yeah, no, he's he's a he's a grabby little cub. Yeah, and like it looks like he's like holding they're like they're holding hands and trying to link arms or something like that. It's very yeah. awkward. I feel like if you're gonna go for the handhold, you go for the handhold. You don't also go for the arm link. He he's the he's the kind of guy though who just walks up to girls he likes and puts his arm around them. He's that guy. Yeah. Uh. And he makes it uncomfortable, like, he makes it hard to, like, get away. Just, he's so close. I don't know, he's... Tutal's always been an unlikable character, but he's gross in this book. Like, part of me wants Tutal to be a sympathetic character. Like, I want... I want to know why he's that way. But, like... His father's a horrible person. (laughs) Yeah, but, like, I feel like you could make him a sympathetic character... But they're just not trying. No, yeah, they've got their hands full. Oh, Vinny is the third member of his gang. Yes, which is a very boring name when compared to Scuzz and Smirk. Also, is he supposed to be from like New Jersey? Like, I don't know. Like, where does Vinny come from? I feel like he could have made like a really good bear name. Yeah, I guess it's short for Vincent. I guess. (laughs) <laughs> so anyway uh he does refer to what they're doing uh they're taunting at some point in the book as as work he says like let's get back to work or something yeah okay back to work Vinny, scuzz and smirk started up again look ma we're dancing like so this is like they do consider this their job wait like do they get paid or are they <laughs> i know like is this part of like is this something that just happens at the mall okay what if they're hired by mall security to basically make it to where other people don't loiter we're about a third of the way through this ridiculous book so <laughs> let's keep pushing forward we meet ms barishnikov uh in the in the next chapter and she proceeds to humiliate brother bear 
by uh, mocking his his body, which is uh, not great thing to do to a child. There, no, it's it's really harsh. She's like, "Oh, are you here to be in our ballet class and do some catches and some carries?" And he's like, "No, I'm not." And then she's like, "Oh yeah, no, you're a puny chicken. Yeah, you've got." This is a puny chicken with rubbery arms, wobbly legs, and muscles of jello. Such a creature could never do the catches, lifts, and carries that a male dancer must do. Why, a strong wind would blow him away. Poof. And I guess that's like part of like maybe like the Russian ballet aesthetic, like that tough like. I would accept it if if uh, Miss uh, well Madame Bursnikov was actually like a Russian person. Maybe she is like. Like, cause I, I don't just say that at least in, uh, the media portrayal of Russians, uh, right. they tend to be very hard nosed and very, um, blunt and to the yeah. point. Well, especially if you're like a, like a ballet, like instructor. Yeah. Like that's a, that's a harsh world, ba- the world of Russian ballet. Yeah. It's so she, if she came from that world, then I can see where she's like, this is what you do. This is how you get the boys like geared up to be ballet dancers first you you break them down and then you build them back up and oh, the, brother does get humiliated he tries to do a catch and he ends up falling well, and everyone laughs the, at the him. great thing about that also i think it's on the same page uh all the girl cubs all cried yes babs bruno yelled go for it brother like she is still on that that path like she will not stop with brother no oh no She's all over him. And brother goes to wait in the in the next room for the class to be over. It just so happens to be a well-stocked exercise room with, like, dumbbells, an exercise bike, and a punching bag. And this begins brother's transformation from uh, a weak, weak little cub, which he's not. He's like a sports-playing cub. He's pretty, he's pretty fit. But into like a muscle man, like he's he's going to start beefing himself up until like close to the end, like he's working out just all the time, and they mention how strong he is. He starts volunteering to take sister to this class, and he goes and he works out every time he does, which I guess is good. I like riding my bike a lot whenever I'm yeah. like kind of down and everything. Well, yeah, you get those endorphins going, you get that like the blood pumping. Yeah, it's probably good for him just to work out in general, because, like, what else is there <laughs> right. for him to do? And also, it just allows him to, I guess, be a force for too tall, since that's probably going to be an ongoing rivalry. Yeah, well, and he keeps, like, he keeps having to run into too tall, like, every time he goes to work out, and it's kind of, like, starting to, like, wear on him. Yeah, so... Well, plus the fact that, like, the, the, the dance is coming up, and he doesn't really have a plan for that. Yeah, like, he still hasn't tried to fix his problem. <laughs> Yes. No, and then he gets a a a sympathetic talking to from Mrs. Barishnikov. You know, and she, she but she's like, you know, like, you know, what's your problem? They, she kind of just like lets him lets him know that she's there to to talk through problems if he needs a sympathetic ear. Just leaves it at that. Actually leaves him doing his push-ups. And then we get a scene where brothers in his thinking place and we get a nice little two-person scene with him and Bonnie Brown. Yeah, like it seems like, like at least it's not a one-sided thing. Yeah, we learned that Bonnie isn't going to go to the dance with Too Tall. She's not going to go to the dance at all because she wants to go with Brother, but he won't. He doesn't know how to dance, and he's like, it's weird. Like the dynamic suddenly shifts. Like 
Brother starts feeling guilty because now Bonnie is going to miss the dance because of his inabilities, but he also feels nice because Bonnie wants to kind of be his girlfriend. Yeah, and this feels like almost a little less forced than the last time. Because, like, the first time that they had, I guess, strong feelings for each other, it was basically Bonnie going up to him and being like, hey, you're my boyfriend now. And this time it seems like it's a more mutual thing and they're not having to deal with grown-up problems. It's just them. Yeah, and I, I, yeah, and I like the fact that, like, in the first book, like, because the, 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 the mutual liking of one another was happening amidst all this other turmoil. I like the fact that like they they realistically were just like we're not this is not the time for us to be dealing with this. But that they didn't let it drop. Like it does feel very organic like now that now that the air is cleared a little bit, let's see if we can give this a shot again. Yeah, and I don't know how long this was after the last book, but it's it's clearly still in spring. Yeah. And you know, they probably had a couple weeks maybe a month or so to kind of think about everything right right and become friends again like they were good friends yeah i think it's a good message for kids like you could you know if if you try to if you're if you're friends with someone and you're kind of interested in each other romantically but it doesn't feel like the right time like it doesn't it's not all or nothing like you can just be cool with each other and if it and if those feelings crop back up you can act on them and if they don't that's fine like you can still be friends and i don't know that's a good it's a good mellow message for kids like it doesn't have to be all or nothing yeah and it it's nice it's it's also something that a lot of people just don't learn either right like throughout their entire life a lot of people <laughs> i was just thinking that <laughs> So, uh, so brother and um, and Madame Madame Barishnikov do work out a deal, where he will learn to be a ballet dancer boy, and in exchange, Madame Barishnikov, who he did not know this, actually used to be a, uh, I guess, a, like a, a pop dancer, and she teaches, she can teach pop dancing, as sister puts it. Uh, she's so good, she could she could teach an old tree stump to dance. Oh, that's a great and picture. Of that too. <laughs> Dancing with an evil tree. <laughs> it's a really great picture. <laughs> like, I think I flipped through this book when I first got it and I saw that and I was like, oh, I can't wait to see what this plot point is. Um, so he he works out a deal with Madame Barishnikov that uh, she'll teach him to, he'll, she'll, he'll learn to do the ballet moves she needs, but in exchange, she'll teach him to dance in a week. She'll teach him the latest dance steps in the next week. Which, I mean, I don't know if that's particularly feasible feasible or possible but (laughs) brother bear like i don't want to say uber minchian but he seems to be pretty close to like the perfect bear like they do a really good job at making brother bear like sympathetic but also great at everything i don't know i don't know i I guess if you wanted enough if you got those like preteen hormones running through you like maybe a week is enough time to learn to be an awesome dancer (laughs) So we get a great two-page spread of Brother learning the latest dance steps, uh, the grunge. He can do the grunge uh, better than some cubs who've been doing it all spring. Um, we uh, we get a final confrontation with Tutal outside the ballet studio, um, and more of that look, Ma, we're dancing stuff. Like, it's um, just, it's I, not a good taunt. It's like, well, I really like this scene because it's the only like outlandish thing i think in this book 
because like he gets in a confrontation let's uh, with Tutal, and he basically like somehow ties him up like a pretzel like hog ties him with his own legs and arms <laughs> then picks him up over his head like he-man throwing skeletor <laughs> and like it's a great picture it's great we skipped Probably the most vile thing ever said, though, in a Berenstain Bears book. Oh, yeah. Which is Tutal's absolutely disgusting thing to Bonnie. Once he finds out, once he starts get, catching wind that Bonnie's not into him, he says, Hey, beautiful, why are you hanging around with this little twerp? Everyone knows it's me you like, and since you're going to the dance with me, let's get it on right now. Come on, baby, I'll show you how to do the snake. Ooh. Which is absolutely revolt like on so many levels this is a horrific thing for a person to say to another person yeah that that's real bad even if the implications aren't what they sound like to adult ears it's still really aggressive i mean he deserves the whooping he gets he gets a whooping and like you said he gets literally tied up in a pretzel somehow ballet moves and dance moves have taught brother to be a fighter like some like jim kata expert <laughs> He tosses Tutal into a dumpster. So then it's time for the dance. Oh, and one thing we haven't said is that the ball- the ballet recital is, like, literally right before the-, the spring dance. Like, in the same location, like, there's going to be a ballet recital, and then they're going to clear out the chairs, and the kids are going to have a dance. So uh, they- that- that's exactly what happens. They, they skim over the, uh, the ballet recital. Um, like they literally they cover it in like one page. Like it happens. It's, Brother Bear does his lifts. Yeah. Well, the the important thing. Remember last episode I was on where they did like was it like five curtain calls or ten or something like that? <laughs> right. They do five curtain calls for this one. Oh, you're right again. Yeah. Again with the curtain calls. What is with Bear Country and their curtain calls? Maybe they have like really quick like curtains. <laughs> like maybe that's it. Five curtain calls for a ballet recital, and and it also looks like the same gym or something. This auditorium, yeah, yeah this like the the cafetorium. I'm not sure, it, like what I it is. I think it's the same as the where they did the play. Yeah, it's all folding chairs. So all the cubs are there. They're 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 getting the room ready. The too tall sneaks into the the locker room and uh, pulls something out of his pocket and finds Brother Bear's locker and does something. While brother and and then he hides in the shower stall while brother bear gets dressed, which is kind of a creepy thought. Yes. Um, and then brother goes out onto the dance floor with Bonnie to uh, show off his 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 well loved dance moves. He is the big man on campus, by the way, because word has gotten around about Too Tall and the Dumpster. Well, to be fair, if someone literally <laughs> tied someone up as a pretzel, lifted them up, and threw them into a dumpster. I would probably like like that guy on at least a little bit of a level. Yeah, that's because that's pretty impressive. Like, it's first off, it's impressive, and also to like completely humiliate someone on that level. Here we have a list. So this does list the cub couples, and it says who's doing what. And so you can kind of look at the picture and kind of try to guess what these because it says that sister and Freddie were doing the grunge. It just looks like they're doing a swing dance. Um, Babs, Bruno, and Scuzz were doing the slew foot, and the slew foot involves looking at your feet while you're doing something. And Madame, and this is, and how's this for unfair? Madame Barishnikov is the dance judge. Yeah, I was gonna mention that earlier. Like, that's not fair. 
Like, right. She just taught the kid how to be a dancer, and now she's judging the dances. And then all of a sudden, a strange look comes over Brother's face. He stops dancing, stands still, as still as a statue. And we get this weird, weird scene. Yeah, wait. He Brother had became a wild, wiggling, twits, uh, twitching, twisting, humongous super dancer. So a little word of advice for readers out there. If you want to be a better dancer than you are, just start flailing around with your tongue out. Because that's all that happens to brother, and suddenly he's taking dancing to the next level. <laughs> he was brought onto all the major shows. Yeah, <laughs> I, could, I could more see him being like toured around like some kind of like sideshow attraction. <laughs> because his knees are knocked together, his head is all hunched, and his tongue is sticking out of his mouth, and he's sweating profusely. In one of the pictures, just it looks loves like he it. bit off his tongue almost, because his mouth yeah, is super he looks, closed. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, and then he, he wins a prize for the most original step, and Bonnie Brown wins a prize for best dancer, and then Brother Bear runs off because... He has to go take a cold shower. Yeah. Oh, he named the uh, trophy. He named the move uh, the itch. This is our big. This is our big uh, reveal at the end, which is uh, you don't you don't know what he 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 whispers the name of his new dance to to Bonnie, and then he runs out of the room to the shower. And uh, the very last line is the name of his dance, and what is it again? The itch. His dance is so amazing that they actually create a trophy and etch it into the into the side of the trophy. That's not cheap, even if it's a plastic trophy. I know <laughs> it's a great new dance move. Real quick before the end of the book, before you get finished, yes, is at least the copy I got. Okay, it says on the front, it has it in a little circle. Win a computer, no purchase required. Uh, See, <laughs> mine does not say that. And and uh, the very last page, there's a uh, sweepstakes form. And it ends first off you have to be twelve years older. Okay. It runs from May first, nineteen ninety three to December thirty first, nineteen ninety three. I wonder who won. I would I should ask Mike if he has any idea who won <laughs> the God of Dance computer sweepstakes. Well could wait, if I could mail this like okay, wait. This this'll be a thing that we could possibly do. <laughs> Just mail no, that no. in. Who do you mail okay, it to? Okay, you mail it to uh, P.O. Box 7453, Melville, New York. Well, here's the prizes, by the way. Okay, so grand prize, okay. classic Apple Macintosh computer and printer. Okay. Twenty-five, uh, $250 worth of U.S. savings bonds. Wow. Random House Children's Encyclopedia. Oh. So, that they, they, drops off, like, real quick. savings bonds new computer encyclopedias yeah but uh that's real interesting maybe what i could do is i can mail this to you phil and you can hand it to mike (laughs) mike is this still going did anyone somewhere in the back of their studio like in the in storage is this old mac (laughs) no one ever won yes And just a stack of saving bonds, like five <laughs> savings bonds. <laughs> They've appreciated so much. <laughs> Whoever wins this is a millionaire. <laughs> exactly. 
<laughs> Why would they get rid of it? I don't know if that's how savings bonds work, but it makes sense to me. <laughs> so wh- what did we learn from Got to Dance? Uh, we learned that if you get real fit and swole, you can learn how to dance uh-huh. really easily. <laughs> and um, throwing people in the trash is a good way to humiliate someone, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's a great way to humiliate someone. If I'm, if, if I'm honest, I don't think there was much of a lesson there. Yeah, I guess it's more about just like maybe it's maybe the real lesson is just how honest he was with Bonnie and like that he didn't really start finding a solution to his problem until he and the girl he liked actually sat down and talked with each other. Yeah, that's probably it. Like, just be honest with people, I guess. And try something new. Like, just because you're not good at something doesn't mean you yeah, can't. Yeah, but there learn. wasn't like an explicit like, lesson though. Like, the last one had a very no. explicit lesson. Maybe, like, get better at your taunts. Yeah, like, take an improv class or two and be able to at least yes and the people with your taunts. Or if you're going to make fun of something someone's doing, like, find specific things about it to make fun of. Don't just, like... Next time you taunt someone, just be like, hey, look at me, I'm walking. And just do that. Maybe they'll be good. (laughs) So, Jesse, where can our audience find you? Okay, you can find me on Turn Two Page, a Choose Your Own Adventure book podcast. Uh, it's similar to this podcast, except I'm a filthy mouth person <laughs> talking about um, Choose Your Own Adventure books. Also, you can find me on Random Sampling, where me and my lovely podcast co- cohort, Carrie Nelson, talk about random stuff that pops up on wikis and hang out. Um, I hear from other people that it's charming and delightful. Maybe you guys should verify that claim by listening to an episode or two. (laughs) And uh, my third podcast is uh, Alphabet Flight, which is a Marvel podcast where I go through the official handbook of the Marvel Universe, character by character, alphabetically. We talk about each one of them. It's three times a week, and you get to learn a lot about Marvel characters. I will possibly also have a Space Jam podcast at some point. <laughs> uh, I'm not recording it. You won't hear my voice on it. But it's going to be mine because I'm well, producing it and editing it. So, Well, let us know if it comes out. I will. Hopefully there's a basketball book or something and we could talk to do that. <laughs> well, for everyone else uh, listening out there to me, you can find me on... Uh, berenstainbearcast.wordpress.com you can write to me at berenstainbearcast at gmail.com I'm on Twitter at bstainbearcast you can find us on Facebook at Deep in Bear Country uh, I also have two other podcasts I host uh, co-host Click It Cast a Beverly Cleary podcast with John McCoy on the Incomparable Network and I host co-host a podcast about the films of Guillermo del Toro with my teenager Ollie uh, it is called It's Del Toro Time it is uh, a little more PG-13 than this podcast because we we discuss the movies of Guillermo del Toro, which are decidedly not for kids. But uh, it's it's also out there if you want to hear more of my charming voice. Jesse, will you join me again in the future? Of course I will. Well, I would love to have you on the show again. And for everyone else out there, I will see you next time deep, deep in, in bear country. country. It's so difficult to do. It's so bad. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>